today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, it's uh, time for Tech Talk. Usually, as mentioned, we do this on, on uh, Fridays at 11.30, but, of course, we'll carry the Prime Minister's message and uh, directly after that, Premier Ford's uh, uh, announcements uh, that are coming up. So uh, Tech Talk is now 10.30 for the next uh, few weeks anyway, uh, where we're dealing with the uh, the virus and, and the government reactions to that. Tech Talk, of course, uh, is brought to you by Vacuuman and Adam Oldfield, the President and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuuman, uh, is with us. How are you doing, my friend? You know, I'm hanging in there, Bill. It is a different world out there. It becomes every day. It was funny. I was just speaking with the producer, Alicia, and I said, I don't even know what day it is. I get phone calls now, and I'm like, it's Friday? Really? Didn't even know. It's it's almost like it's becoming a blur. It don't even have numbers anymore. Well, and it's maybe a different world out there, but it, for most of us, it's a different world within the four walls of our house here because uh, it's it's a different circumstance. We're not used to this. That's right. Yeah, kind of isolated to a degree where I understand where house arrest has a whole new understanding on my direction. So, um, you know, and for safety means, I certainly hope we're all doing this and, 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 and abiding by all of these details. Um, but I say that because I, I'm looking forward to going to an office again and meeting with clients and physically having some sort of a, an interaction at some point. I'm a tech guy, and I love remote working, Bill. You know that more than anybody. But Oh, man, yeah. I'm a talker, and I sure I sure miss talking. My wife's getting pretty sick of hearing me talk about my my business dealings with her regularly. So I'm sure she's just as excited to get things back to normal. Yeah, but with that in mind, and that's why I was looking forward to the show this week, and I just saw some of the stuff you want to talk about here, uh, to to try to curb and to try to deal with that isolation uh, that that we're all supposedly doing right now and should be doing. Uh, tech plays a really important role in, in maintaining that, that, that human contact. We can't do it physically, but we can sure do it through tech. Yeah, and I think the pro- we've gone through the video chatting and we've seen FaceTime and we've seen a lot of video messaging and, and so forth. And I think this is bringing a whole new perspective of just how far can we go with our video conferencing and using technology um, in a lot of the areas where people are looking at what sources and you know what, what systems are available, um, particularly Zoom, which is the most popular, ironically, Three months ago, Zoom had existed as a minority video conferencing program. Today, it is a staple, the fastest growing by more than 700% in growth, millions of downloads, and it was a startup less than four years ago. Today, it's outnumbering Skype, Google, uh, Microsoft, uh, all of these bigger platforms. It's literally becoming the household video name, even beating FaceTime, Bill, where many people on Apple have been relying on that on FaceTime for the purpose. But, um, you know, to dump into that and let everybody know, I've said this before. I've liked Zoom. Zoom is pretty cool, but it was built with the premise of functionality. It was built with ease of use. That's the good news. The bad news is they forgot during the buildup and when they were creating this, all the, all the systems. So the encryptions, the security, the element as a startup company, they're taking video information when you're using Zoom to talk to your family, your friends, share screen, have your presentations, um, and it's got a lot of bugs in it. Particularly, the one that's happening this past week is they're calling it Zoom bombing. Zoom bombing is uh, where someone infiltrates your chat 
And if you're having a loved one conversation or a lot of schools, I know Mohawk College particularly has been utilizing Zoom to help students continue their education. And I know our, our, our public school board is looking at Zoom as an option to be able to utilize, but it's being hacked and people are jumping in. Zoom bombing is where they get someone online take over the chat, they're uploading videos, it's, it's got a lot of, lot of problems. In fact, so many problems, there was a class action lawsuit filed against the program, it's only just getting off the ground, Bill, and it already has a lawsuit against it this week. Well, you know you've made it in tech when it's, uh, you know, you get the letter that says, see you in court. Well, and that's a that's such a great moment of, of 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 excitement. So I'm sure the CEO right now is sitting there going, "Wow, we we've done it, guys. We we've got a great future. We've established ourselves with a. We're going to be bankrupt in in a matter of if this case goes through. So this is this is very interesting. They got a lot of work to do on on Zoom. If you are using it. Please be aware, information that you're saying, information you're sharing, it is being given to Facebook. It actually is clearly sharing that the information is being used for advertising purposes with third-party programs like Google, like Facebook, everything we talk about when it comes to, hey, is this a secure conversation? No, you're probably going to be seeing ads from conversations you have with Zoom very shortly in your Google searches. Speaking of Facebook, uh, they have a tendency to respond and react to something like this, like a Zoom that's taking off right now. What are they doing? Well, Messenger, as we know, has been around since the beginning of Facebook. And if you're going to give your privacy information, Bill, you might as well just go direct to the source. Don't go to a third party. Facebook directly is using Messenger to do the same things as Zoom. Um, And the reason why Messenger may be able to surpass Zoom is that 3 billion active users right now are on Facebook. Active. Usually Facebook has a 1.3 billion, uh, 800 million, um, but 3 billion plus people are on Facebook right now for their news, they're, they're communicating. So it makes sense that Facebook looks at Zoom and goes, wait a minute, you're, go- you're doing it well, we're going to do it better, and we're already stealing information. So if they're going to use it, they're just going to use our own advertising. So if you're not worried about your advertising information, maybe Facebook could be a good option. They just launched the new Messenger. It does all the features of which uh, Zoom does, um, but you're going directly through a Facebook platform. So again, if you're not worried, and I mean, Facebook violates every privacy issue you ever had with it, you might as well just go direct to the source. Uh, Messenger and Facebook just got relaunched to have those same conversations with your friends and family. I, I was going to ask you about security. Is it more secure than Zoom? But I mean, we're talking Facebook here, so I mean, maybe that's kind of a silly question at this point. Actually, you know what, Bill? It is more secure. Because you're working in the ecosystem of Facebook, that's a very good question. Yes, it is secure. Um, The big thing about Facebook is that it's working in its own servers. Now, with that information you share on it, let's talk about what what is being released. I would say that if you're having a conversation related to government uh, issues or, or content or otherwise, maybe Facebook, Zoom isn't an option. If you want the best and the most secure online end-to-end encryption, and you're really concerned, so if you're an accountant, you're a lawyer, or you're just very concerned about what you're talking about, you don't, you know, maybe you're upset with the government, and you feel concerned what you say may come back and haunt you, um, then the one you want to go with is called Signal. 
Signal is a, it's free. You do video chats. You can do instant chats. But if you want the most, it is the only secure video system online. And as I said, uh, as it being secure, John Snowden, if we remember, he's the, uh, the most wanted man in the United States for releasing and leaking government documents. He swears by it. So I'm going to go with his recommendation that it is the most secure end to end. It's called Signal. If you Google it, you'll be able to download it for your phone or your desktop. Because uh, we always, no matter what we're talking about here, whether it's new product or, or new systems or whatever, get around to the, t- the discussion about security, uh, which has led us to what has now become almost a weekly tradition here, the hack <laughs> of the week. And uh, it's a big one this week. This one is a good one, yes. Hack of the week goes to the Marriott Hotels, uh, 5.2 million people. Now, this may sound like it's a repeat because, Bill, I think Hack of the Week about three months ago went to the Marriott, um, and it was about 10 million, but this one's an additional 5.2 million people information on top of the original hack um, has, been, uh, has been infiltrated. So if you stayed at the Marriott within the last year, 5.2 million people's information However, in this case, uh, it is your loyalty information. So your points, what you, so let's say you used your reward points for an extra stay or whether you used your points for uh, third-party purchases, um, all of that information in that log has been hacked. So your login and password, uh, your home address, and all your loyalty usage and log data, that's what was utilized. So again, if you uh, have a password or you have a loyalty report or or loyalty point system with Marriott, you're going to want to sign in and change that very soonly. All right, and, and again, we don't know. As you say, they're probably not going to be able to access bank information in situations like this, but it's it's information that, that you really don't want out there in the public. So, uh, And and again, that's that's one of the mantras I know you've been saying since we started doing Tech Talk, change your password consistently. Change your passwords. The, yeah, change your passwords is definitely the key thing. The one area why I share this as a concern, though, Bill, and this is something that, you know, I, I and when I talk to people about it, I get a lot of feedback like, whoa, well, thank goodness, that's not a big deal. So it's not my credit information. Here's my take on it. That information you use, your loyalty points, becomes a real issue when it comes to taxes. And especially now with all that's going on in small businesses and, you know, where a lot of small companies and so forth have used reward points as, as a benefit, but maybe they haven't claimed it. Let me tell you, if that got into the hands of the CRA or the IRS, that loyalty point usage, I guarantee you a lot of small businesses would not take it just as lightly. Let's just say that. Well, uh, get your Bitcoins ready then in case they want to try something <laughs> like that. Uh, it's a, it's a, a, an insecure world if you're going to be on uh, the, yeah, the Internet of things, so just be careful about that. Uh, what's going on with TikTok? Well, you know what? TikTok, as we know, is one of the most popular platforms with a lot of the younger millennials. Anywhere between that 15 to 30-year-old, TikTok grew in in a viral, huge, huge popularity, big in China, big in Europe, grew in the U.S. And one of the things the Trump administration had a problem with TikTok is where the files were stored. And that was in China. In the Republic of China, your videos, your information, those 15-second snippet videos that your children and your teenagers are watching to occupy and kill that isolation time, well, YouTube is not to be outdone. So get ready. YouTube is updating its application. It's only going to be on their mobile apps. But if you really want to be in this 15-second video world, YouTube is calling it Shorts. Uh, it will be a, a, a little icon in your YouTube app on your phone. And if you're looking to create that 
standalone app that puts little crazy faces like clown faces and backgrounds behind your video and you can share it quickly. Well, YouTube is now going to be your alternative. Why would you do it? It's already available. You probably have it on your app and all the information is going to be stored in North America. It will not be shared with the Republic of China. So you and me, Bill, we can now start our own shorts video on YouTube where many people can watch our 15 seconds of hilarious tech talk discussions. But listen, isn't this like going back for YouTube? I mean, that's really how they started, wasn't it? There was what was a, a what two minute limit or something like that on YouTube was, initially? Yeah, in nine, yeah, nineteen uh, ninety six, it was five minute limits, and I five remember minutes, doing okay. this at CHML when I was in promotion. It was a five minute limit, and I was uploading videos, and then when you got approved, meaning the stuff you uploaded was cleared, um, you got increased to fifteen minutes, and it's amazing. You know, it's like, that's exactly right. YouTube started this whole premise with very short two-minute to five-minute videos uh, that allowed you to upload the small vignettes about whatever it was you wanted to share, and it just really grew. So it's almost they went backwards and said, hey, 1996 called. Uh, they want their features back in their app. So um, anyway, yes, you're absolutely correct. It's going back in time. All right, well, if you've still got some of those YouTube videos of your doggy jumping up and down that you put up there back in the late 1990s, I guess there's a, ma a, a, a format for them now. What is uh, this this new projector model? This It's just called Any any Active? Any, yeah, any, any Reactive is a new projector. Any Reactive. It's, avail it's available now, and, and you can – this is really cool. And, again, I, I don't know how long it will be till we'll be in a classroom or a boardroom setting, but let's assume we're all back by the end of August. Um, this projector, it's a 4K projector. It plugs into your iPhone, your, your Android, your laptop, and what it does is it projects it directly on any wall. Um, again, that's not really different. A lot of people kind of go, well, isn't that what a projector does? The difference is the quality of it, and it's a touch screen. So when you touch, there's a little, it's a stylus, so you project your screen from your phone on the wall. So we don't need to get a Samsung LCD. Uh, you don't need to get a Panasonic. You don't need to get a smart board with hundreds of thousands of dollars. All you need is a clean wall, a dark room, and you can turn your laptop into a touchscreen or your iPhone into a touchscreen. So it comes with a stylus, and you, uh, you don't touch the wall, but it's almost like you, within inches or, or millimeters from the wall, you can sort of draw circles, write names. You can craft, do all sorts of things. It's great for presentations you can scroll and all of it all done with a little projector on any wall um so this has just come out it's newly launched uh, again i say this with with uh enthusiasm we'll be able to utilize it in the future and we'll save money when it comes to purchasing large projector or large screen tvs you won't need it anymore with this projector and it makes it touch screen there you go. Listen, we have not heard from our buddy Elon Musk for the last little while. What's going on with Tesla? Well, you know what? Tesla came out with an announcement that I thought was phenomenal. And this is going to be a debate thing, Bill, you, especially in Hamilton. Hamilton has uh, uh, instituted a lot of red light cameras. And as we know, for the safety of everyone, it makes everyone prompt and aware. Well, Tesla has an autopilot artificial intelligence that you can download and upgrade your, your, your car, um, and it will now detect red lights. What that means is that if it dis, uh, sees a red light, um, the driver would normally be like, I need to stop the car. The Tesla vehicle will now brake and stop automatically. So at a red light, it pauses, it will pu pull it down. That sounds amazing, right, Bill? Would you not agree? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, let's go over this. And I saw this, and the first thing I thought of is get ready for hundreds of accidents. <laughs> We're about to see red light uh, uh, accidents and possibly deaths because here's the way humans work. So. If we're driving our Tesla, the first time it works, we go, ooh, that's neat. The next time it works, wow, that's amazing. The tenth time, and this is human nature when it comes to technology, we trust it. It's always going to work. So by the tenth time, you're always going to say, hey, Tesla, if it's a red light, you're going to stop. However, it hasn't perfected. Remember how I said there's levels of auto- auto- autonomous driving? Well, this yeah. is a Tesla is a level two, folks. A level two, there's five levels. Tesla's level two. So when you're in this point, what happens is people, and this is what happened with the, uh, the autonomous driving, people got comfortable thinking, well, Tesla knows how to change lanes. Tesla knows how to do that. I'm just going to let Tesla do this. I'm going to fall asleep, play a game. What I vision with this new Tesla red light camera is people will get comfortable with it working, and then it's going to be one mishap. Uh, uh, A few of the red light diodes are out. It could be a rainstorm. It could be something, because it still runs off camera or off uh, visuals on the Tesla. If it doesn't recognize that red light, it's going to go through it. And if the person, the human, is so reliant on it, they're going to trust that Tesla. And I I just vision, unfortunately, Bill, I'm forecasting and I'm foreshadowing the future. I have a feeling this feature is going to put a lot of people in danger driving Teslas. But don't they road test these things before they make these announcements? Well, they do. And and the thing is, is that it's reliant on More than once? Did they they just test it once and say, ah, that's good to go. Let's make the announcement. No, I think what they've done is they tested it on multiple cases. But in the case of where we've seen a lot of the vehicles that, you know, where uh, the accident happened on the highway in in California, um, they didn't, you know, no one predicted to put uh, road barriers in play and a tractor trailer that dislodged its trailer while it was in the middle of a, a mechanical repair. And no one put that into the Tesla. Remember, they're computers. And as much as it's reading the world around us, it's collecting data. But that mistake that happened in that one certain area where the tractor trailer was parked on the side of the road and the, and the barriers that were there to kind of divert people and the flares to move, move the vehicle, it wasn't in the algorithm. The, the, the car did not recognize that there's a tractor trailer on the shoulder of the road. It's clear to continue to move at 120 kilometers an hour directly into the back of it. So the answer is they are testing it, but to get every perfect scenario it still relies on human interaction and that's the part i want to really emphasize tesla is not a robot driving around safely doing all of this it has a human level in it and uh, and again humans get comfortable bill and once they're comfortable um the computer will find that one day that one mistake and it will cause a lot of damage in the future Tech Talk, we do this every Friday with adam oldfield of course brought to you by vacuuman uh stay healthy adam we'll talk to you again next week you too, Bill. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.